Hello and welcome back to episode 21 of the Scream Bait Podcast. We are now legal worldwide, 21 episodes in. <laughs> I'm feeling better than ever. This week we are down another cast member. <laughs> it's becoming a common thread, but hey, ho- hopefully we all reconnect at some stage. We just, like, each one of us needed to miss one episode. It was important. First it was you, then it was yeah. me, and now it's Sob. And then in the next episode, we're all going to be back. <laughs> I love the way you titled just the one without me bonus bait, though, and I was just like, nah, I'm numbering <laughs> this one. I'm numbering this one. That's because you were in it. It's a, it's only, you know, if it, if you're in it, it's an official episode. Okay. So this is officially 21. Yeah. It's part of the, it's part of the timeline. It's canonical. Bait. <laughs> As per usual, Saab has not watched the content. <laughs> he won't even hear that because, as you all know, he doesn't listen to this podcast. We can just um, pretend that we talked about Suicide Squad and Candyman and all that stuff and um, just spend this episode talking about Saab, but he'd never know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so... Nah, somebody he knows would definitely listen and be like, man, they just absolutely roasted you for half an hour. <laughs> I think he still wouldn't listen. <laughs> no, yeah, even uh nah, he'd just be like, "What did they say?" Actually, he'll probably listen to this one because his voice isn't on it. So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. it'll be the only one. Yeah, the first episode he listens to. Hi, Sob. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you. <laughs> All right, <laughs> movies. Movies. We saw some new movies. One of them slightly older that we'll talk about first. Um. So this, you know, Suicide Squad came out about a month ago, so I'm going to assume that everybody listening who wants to see it has seen it. So we're going to go spoiler deep. <laughs> you know, we waited a few weeks until we knew everybody would have seen it, and so they wouldn't mind. That's why we're only covering it now. We're thoughtful. We're thoughtful yeah. gods. We're not like it's those all- podcasts who come out a day afterwards and just spoil everything for you. No. You know? We wouldn't be so cruel. And that's why the fans stick around. <laughs> I, I actually haven't looked at our numbers in a while. Hopefully there's someone still out there. Even just one. Mom. Of course there is. Mom. <laughs> Didn't you say nobody in your family listens to this? Yeah. 21 episodes in and not one of them had had the audacity to listen to me once. My niece and nephew listened to this. <laughs> oh yeah. And I haven't yeah. cursed yet. And I'll keep it that way. But yeah. The Suicide Squad is the sequel yeah yeah sequel. sequel you could say yeah i get another margot robbie film where she wears clown makeup and steals mm-hmm. the show but yeah it's a follow-up to the train wreck that was the 2016 <laughs> suicide squad there's no the in that one amanda waller the head of does she have a department? A department of. Um, it's called Argus. Like Argos. <laughs> but with a U instead of an O. Oh. <laughs> You're not cracking yeah. some conspiracy there. That detail did not stick out to me. Yeah, that's a terrible name. Um, well, yeah. I mean, it's from the comics, so. Am I a nerd, Ashley? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing that I am. <laughs> And I know what I'm talking about. So Argus stands for Advanced Research Group Uniting Superhumans. Yeah. So basically, she sends <laughs> supervillains on uh, these missions that are basically 
suicide because she doesn't want to send the heroes of the universe to do the dirty work of the US government. Mm-hmm. And each villain goes to these missions with the bomb implanted at the back of their skull. And this time they have to embark on an adventure to this mysterious island. <laughs> Court of Maltese. Court of Maltese. And what was their objective again? Sorry, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, again, it's almost like the movie came out a month ago. Um... <laughs> if anyone's seen it twice, you can I've fill in the blanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. See? Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so they go there. If, if I remember correctly, there's like a coup in the country and like they're told that they're there to take out the guy doing the coup or oh, something yes. like that. But obviously it being Amanda Waller, that is not the actual reason that they're there, as is so often the case in the comics, in the animation, anything to the Suicide Squad. You have one character who is given a different job. In this case, it is, spoilers, it is Peacemaker, played by John Cena. He is there to get information that proves that the US government is behind some experiments that were being done. People die, Harley gets kidnapped, (laughs) we have some fun characters there. Um, Yeah, hey Luke, what did you think of this movie? I had a bloody fun time. Yeah? It gave me all the gore and the laughs that I feel the first one tried to Mm -hmm. land and just couldn't. My sister was re-watching it there and I didn't sit down and watch it with her because I actually treasure the time I have. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. But yeah, I mean, it took itself so seriously for some reason, whereas this was lighthearted, knew exactly what it wanted to be, I felt. Mm -hmm. Goofs, gaffs, gore, memorable characters. Yeah, like standouts in the film that I didn't expect from the the trailer or from our debates. Sob mm-hmm. said Polka Dot Man was going to be a standout and I said Harley was going to be a standout, which she was, which was, I had no doubt in my mind about that. Sure. Margot, everything Margot Robbie touches turns to gold. But um, yeah, Ratcatcher 2, mm-hmm. just like she was the heart and soul of this film <laughs> and her little rat, her little rat pet Sebastian. Sebastian, the He's MVP like, of the movie. Oh, so funny. Yeah. He's waving at you. He got you this leaf. I'm oh! like, oh my god. King Shark. Sylvester Stallone's King Shark. Mm-hmm. Didn't expect a lot from him. Just like Killer Croc in the original. I thought he was just going to be the muscle. But this guy mm-hmm. was just... He had a heart of gold. But he had a real taste for human flesh. It was, it was <laughs> a crazy combination. But yeah, he just wanted friends and family. Yeah. The two of them kind of stole my heart in it. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I really loved Bloodsport in it. I loved Idris Elba. And I know everybody loves Idris Elba, but like particularly in this. He was everything Will Smith should have been Absolutely. in the original. And I loved his interactions with his daughter, played by Storm Reid. Just that one scene of them in, in the jail was just so good. <laughs> Will we reenact it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> no! Fuck! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Yeah, it was perfect. And then it keeps going. It does. <laughs> yes, I yes, Ratcatcher two, absolutely. Um, played by a Portuguese actress. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but I thought she was fantastic. I think this is kind of one of the first um, 
English language movies she's done, certainly the biggest movie she's done so far, I think, Hollywood was. And I would really like to see more of her. I really liked her in it and mm. I love the character. I felt like Polka Dot Man was a missed opportunity. Yeah. I. Uh, it was probably so, but like, <laughs> filling me with the lies because like like he had no idea what was going to happen in it but the expectation that boy had for that character I was like oh surely he's going to be a standout but yeah mm-hmm. he I don't know he ended up falling flat like his whole condition was like <laughs> super <laughs> grim and dark <laughs> and you're like oh I thought he was going to be lighthearted. like I think there's still a way of making that work like you can still have that condition have have the whole thing be grim and dark and and I loved the the first time that he mentioned his mom and mm. he, he was like, you know, it doesn't bother me if I just picture them as my mother. Yeah. I like genuinely laughed out loud at that. And I would have loved if they had just kept it, it at that one line. And it's almost like never explained. I think yeah. it would have been so funny, but the repeated jokes about his mom and the visual jokes about his mom. <laughs> oh my God. Not I a was, fan. I was so sick of it by the end. By the end, when he sees Starro as his mom, I was literally just groaning in the audience. Yeah. It just beat it into the ground. It was yeah. just like, this is not funny anymore. Yeah. Do you, do you think it would have been more memorable if they like got a, a well-known actress to play as mother? If you were like, oh, it's, I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know. There's Meryl Streep playing as <laughs> Because that would have just been weirder, but it wouldn't have been yeah, funnier. <laughs> and then Meryl Streep would have gotten an Oscar nomination for playing yeah. Polka Dot Man's mom. And that would have just been... I'm still not over the fact that they killed Captain Boomerang. And that uh, they did it that early. <laughs> yeah. That was a complaint Dashing had. As with many modern films, mm-hmm. she felt the trailers and marketing kind of gave too much away. Yeah. And like we predicted, the film opens with a different ragtag suicide squad mm-hmm. that gets brutally murdered, except for Harley Quinn and Rick Flag. Yeah. But everyone else, B- Captain Boomerang and all the other unmemorable TDK. characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Javelin. <What> a- <laughs> javelin. Ah, it kind of annoyed me how his Javelin played such like a through plot for Harley Quinn I was like yeah. we've known this guy for two minutes mm-hmm. she obviously doesn't care that much about the fucking javelin it's a <laughs> stranger mean, it's a goddamn stranger I think that makes sense for her though to become like hyper obsessed on something yeah. like yeah I, I guess character wise yeah I like yeah that you see that that bothered me I could imagine reading the script and having you know, the fact on page 10, everybody gets killed, that being mm. really fun. But yeah, like you said, like in the trailers, in the promo shoots, it, we were seeing the same footage over and over again of these characters on the beach, and that's it. And so I was yeah. like, okay, so in the first 10 minutes, all of these people are going to get killed on a beach. <laughs> yeah. And I was almost thinking like it would be a fun experiment to re-edit the trailer to see is there a way of making that trailer without it being obvious that that's what happens? Like, is there a way? <laughs> Are you going to using... test yourself? I don't have a job, so like, I might yeah. as well <laughs> post it and, on like, some a... Reddit forum. People e- love that. Exactly. Like, just to see, was there a way that they could have done it where it genuinely would have come as a surprise when everybody gets killed? I'd say so. Or they could have just not showed anything. Yeah. Really, like that new Spider-Man teaser trailer. Yeah. Showed a lot, but not in grave detail. Mm-mm. Oh, I have to mention this character. Talking about the opening. 
he was only he was one of the disposable characters but fuck me man weasel really lived up to the hype for me <laughs> yeah that whole gag about him at the beginning of the film when they're jumping onto the beach they have to jump into the water at the beginning obviously <laughs> <laughs> and rick flags little <laughs> they throw the weasel in first and he's just there drowning for air and he's like did nobody check if the weasel could swim <laughs> and he's just there and everybody just kind of looks around the office as if it was somebody else's job. <laughs> yeah, and even the werewolf gag before that as mm-hmm. well. <laughs> Pete Davidson being like, a fucking werewolf! Ah! Mm-hmm. But spoiler alert, in the after credit scene, we find out he's still alive, and I'm like, ah, oh, perfect. How long was he lying on that beach, though? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit unrealistic, but hey. Yeah, like, personally, I there were parts of it I liked, there was parts of it I didn't. Um... I wasn't as like overwhelmingly disappointed with it as I was with the 2016 one. But at the same time, I feel like being better than that movie is too low a bar to clear yeah. for it to yeah. constitute as like a great movie. And personally, if we're looking at like the um, Harley films, Birds of Prey would still be my favorite. I think I had the most fun with that one. Really? Yeah. I know a lot of people weren't that into really? it. Yeah. I loved that movie. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think the story was better in this. Like, there's not much of a story in either of them, to a degree. Mm. But a big... Like, the characters were standout. Uh, yeah, as you mm. said, Idris as well. I, uh, John Cena. John Cena's playing the cliche of himself where he's just that douchey asshole all the time and everything, which I don't hate yet. Yeah. He, do- he does it so well, and I'm kind of looking forward to a standalone show. Yeah, I'm I'm be honest... He was one where I I was watching it and I I was just really aware that I was watching John Cena. Yeah. And for something he- like Fast and Furious, that's fine. But I think when you're trying to have a movie that has really standout characters, I mean, it, it was like um, it was like Will Smith as Deadshot in the first one. You weren't watching Deadshot; <laughs> you were watching Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith, yeah. But yeah, a big issue for me was like the whole um, final act, the whole Starro being mm. the big bad i didn't i didn't really fuck with that that's no. like because i knew that was coming as well from the trailers you're mm. like oh i guess this is how the film ends and it did and you're like oh and you just killed everyone as well so i'm like oh <laughs> what is there to look forward to Idris Elba to be in the sequel yeah, yeah there was no sky beam Cause that seems like a James Gunn thing to do. He's like, oh, you loved Idris Elba. Oh, I'm going to kill him in the first 10 minutes in the next one. Mm. Not out That's... of the realm of possibility. Kill Polka Dot Man 10 minutes before the end of this one. Such a waste. Especially the actor. Da- I-, I might butcher his second name. David Des- Desmalchen, I think. Yeah. He was so good in it. And he's so good in anything I've seen him in. And you just really feel like, I think... Like, Gunn was told, you can kill whoever you want, and he decided to, like, really go for the shock value over whether or not it was actually a good idea, in some cases, I think. It was unnecessary, that death. Because he basically saved the day, didn't he? And then you're like, oh. Mm. The monster fell on him. Fuck off. I will say that I have to tip my hat to any movie that has the villain killed by a bunch of rats swimming into their eye juice and... Tearing them from the inside out. Yeah. I kind of agree with Bloodsport in that scene. I'm like, if that many rats came at me, I'd be cowering <laughs> my head between my knees as well. Yeah. What would you rate it out of 10? Um, Personal subjective opinion, like a 6. Mm. Objective, 
like well-made solid superhero movie probably a seven like i i can i can appreciate that it was that it was good but i just didn't enjoy it as much as a lot of people did what about you i went to see it alone because i'm a loser and i i I had a great time Mm -hmm. i think i'd give it an eight okay i maybe a seven i probably have to rewatch it to give a objective opinion sure so much better than the first one i feel what would you think the first one was out of 10 like a two Oh, like uh, three, maybe a push. As like a personal, again, personal subjective look at it, I would put it at maybe like a four or a five. Yeah. Um, and then I, I feel like that's a difficult one because I look at that movie and I always think about what the movie it could have been if it wasn't mm. messed around with. Because there's like every once in a while in that movie, you'll see the glimmer of like oh, that could have been good or that could have worked <laughs> or if they hadn't taken out those deleted scenes I read about, this would have been better. So that like that movie for me is always like a... It's like a demo of a song that never got finished. <laughs> yeah, never got that production it deserved. Exactly. Release the air cut. Honestly. Do it. Um, you cowards. You cowards. They never will know. Well, this bombed at the box office, but... I don't that, do that's that. a bit hard. I mean you're talking about yeah it's all, subjective as well yeah yeah I mean aside from the fact that this is in a pandemic and it was give, because of the whole ridiculous HBO back situation where you're gonna have loads of people not only paying to watch it from home but also then getting it illegally because it's more easily available to get illegally <laughs> we didn't do that no we paid Never. actual money to go see it in the cinema. Not only that, but I brought my brother as well, so I paid for his <laughs> ticket for his birthday present. But yeah, you also have to consider like the the rating. It was or rated in the states. It was 16s here. So like, say my nephew wanted to go see it, but there's no way that he would have gotten in in the cinema. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe you could have persuaded them. Like my dad persuaded the Storm Cinema staff to let me see Watchmen when I was about 12. Oh, really. <laughs> Yeah, bad idea. That film was so orated. <laughs> God, it was grim. But yeah, Rick's flag, Rick Flagg's death really annoyed me as well. Oh, that yeah. definitely didn't need to happen. I I felt it like um, his character really redeemed himself from the original. Like I actually time. gave a fuck when he died. I was like, yeah. yeah, how can such a short time make me think so much more of this character? But when he died, I was like, God damn it, fucking peacemaker. I think a lot of people complained about his performance in that first one and said like, oh, he was so boring, he was so wooden, he was so crap. And I think that this is a perfect example of how a different scriptwriter can just make yeah. the world a difference. It was not down to Joel Kinnaman at all. Yeah. It was purely down to this script knew what to do with him. I yeah. think you know, he was great in it. R.I.P. Fallen hero. Tip of 40. <laughs> right. <laughs> And Captain Boomerang. Everyone's <laughs> your bread and butter, Ashley. It ain't spooky season just yet, but we got a little teaser. An early September release Ooh. of a horror film. Before scream bait kicks in in October (laughs) yes um, what could arguably be called the first big proper horror release of 
21. I feel like a lot of people might argue with that, actually. The, you know, we've had we've had old, which I still haven't seen. Uh, I mean, it has the M. Night stamp on it, so... Doesn't that just mean unreliable? <laughs> unreliable, <laughs> that source. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, we also had Spiral from the Book of Saw with Chris Rock. We had um, oh, yes. Escape Room 2 tournament of champions but i feel like this is the first big horror release of the year and it's Candyman. and number one the u.s box office first ever movie directed by a black woman to go number one at the u.s box office woo before yeah you start it kind of annoyed me how they pulled a um a Tim Burton-esque uh, Nightmare mm-hmm. Before Christmas and plastered fucking Jordan Peele's name all over it. Absolutely. Because, what was the director's name? Nia DaCosta. Nia DaCosta, yeah. Like, it's, it has that producer credit all over all the marketing and you're like, bro, mm-hmm. please be quiet. <laughs> he may have had a big hand on it, but like, she made it. It's her. It's her work. I understand it. From a marketing perspective you have jordan peele who like currently is a huge name in horror you know oscar winning but yeah it is totally shitty it's normally it's the director's movie and yeah they were both co-writers on it and yes he produced it but no i completely agree with you like it's it's nia DaCosta's movie and i've and she's only done one feature before this and i have yet like i haven't seen it but the minute i can get access to it i'm going to because i think that Candyman is just it's visually stunning like I think the direction was so good the cinematography was so good yeah it looks great Mm. even in my state of slumber I appreciated (laughs) the shots when I awoke you might want to clarify for the listeners that um you were not falling asleep during Candyman due to the quality of the film no the quality of the film did not affect me it was the alcohol consumed the (laughs) night before and yet I kind of hit a wall at about four o'clock and we went to see the film at half four and I was in a big dark room in a big comfy <laughs> chair and the fi- as most films do they start off at a slower pace mm-hmm. and I felt myself nodding away but then once somebody got brutally murdered my adrenaline started going <laughs> and I was like I'm ready for this now. Um, before we go any further let's dive into what the movie is actually about. It's a sequel to Candyman from... 1992 kind of a sequel re well actually i was saying to say it say the word i'll yeah. say the word <laughs> um the dead meat podcast is a great horror podcast that i love they were talking about this movie and they referred to it as a requel saying that this is something that is being used a lot in horror movies nowadays especially when you have something like halloween that has like eight or nine sequels to the original and especially in the case of Halloween when you have like three or four different timelines going on where they essentially scrap the sequels and they make a new movie that is a kind of direct sequel to the original but it kind of also reboots the franchise by like rejigging the continuity and in the case of both 2018 Halloween and this new Candyman movie they just use the title of the original movie. They don't do like Halloween 2 or Candyman 2 or whatever. Yeah. So this is essentially a requel to that movie. IMDb says, it returns to the now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. The legend being the legend of Candyman. This man who was brutally murdered in the late 1800s. He had a hook for a hand 
and you uh, you say his name five times into a mirror, Candyman shows up and kills you. I had seen the original movie before. You had not. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the original film after I saw the requel. I watched it Mm -hmm. yesterday and finished it today. Mm -hmm. And as I've said to Ashling, (laughs) the new film made a ton of more sense (laughs) seeing the original. So we'll talk about the um, the new movie anyway. It looks gorgeous. I loved the score. I loved the acting. I thought that there were some fantastic horror shots in it. Like there's some brilliant kills in it, and there's some shots in it where you will see Candyman, you know, far off in the background of a shot, and it's those things of like sometimes you spot him and sometimes you don't, and then when you do spot him you think shit how many times have i not spotted him in the background mm. <laughs> yeah the thing about I f- the original i found was like it was so blatant when he arrived it was literally <laughs> there was no shock value to it he was just like there being creepy in the original Candyman had this terrifying whatever effects they were putting on his voice mm-hmm. the kind of <laughs> the husky kind of like be with me i'm like Ugh. be my victim <laughs> let's seal it with a kiss Ugh. i i mean you say uh but a lot of people want to fuck candy man bro tony todd is you know he has a very inattra- he has he's an attractive man he has he has a great voice and a lot of people fancy candy man does he <laughs> sound like that that's his actual voice well i mean they did manipulate it slightly but he but he does have a very deep, um, velvety, very velvety yeah. voice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. I know we're talking about the sequel, but like the sexual mm-hmm. undertones of um, oh, the absolutely. first one that all becomes revealed at the end when you find out she, is she like a reincarnation of his love? Yeah, I mean that's that's the yeah. heavy implication. Yeah, yeah. But bro, yeah, I was uncomfortable. Really? No, I wasn't. Because you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> I was uncomfortable. And by uncomfortable, I mean I was actually aroused. But I was like, I was watching it work. That, so I that's why you had to stop watching it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Calm down. It was, it was getting too hot and heavy. I had to take a break. Right. Well, once once you broke those bees out, you were just like, oh shit, all my kinks are getting ticked off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That sounds like a dirty innuendo. When you broke out all those bees, I was just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Honey everywhere. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm editing this week and you know what's getting uh, left in. Yep. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Well, you should be because the ghosts in this movie kill people really viciously and I really appreciated that. There were some excellent kills in this movie. There <sighs> I don't know. I feel I didn't see enough. I feel like it was like the original where it was kind of like you got a sense what was happening. Especially when he brutally murdered those like four high school girls in the bathroom. I felt mm-hmm. like, oh, I deserve to see that. The sicko inside me was like, ah, <laughs> uh, go on, show us a bit more. <laughs> don't want to see under the toilet. I know, but I do love that shot though. The whole gist in this movie is that you can't see Candyman unless it's in a reflection, which I loved. I loved that edition of it. I think it allowed for a lot of cool shots like the one in the bathroom where this character is looking in her compact mirror and you just see the reflection of the carnage and you just start to see him float into the reflection of the mirror. I loved the kill though of the... By the way, spoilers 
for the whole movie. We're going to talk about the whole movie. Um, <laughs> if you haven't, if you haven't realized already, yeah. the art critic. Yes. That shot was just so fantastic of just this wide shot of the apartment building, and you just see her oh, in the window yes! and just being lifted up. Yes. From like the really, really long shot and then like thrown against the window and just dragged across the glass. And it's just like the 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 strip of blood going across it, but it's so far away. And obviously it's completely silent because it's from out in the street. I loved that shot so much. I just thought that was so well done. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, mm. I love that. I, this is a different movie as well, but I followed this uh, Instagram page. I think it's called, I don't know if it's Movie Universe. I don't know. They're not going to, they're not going to clip me for this anyways. <laughs> But like it was behind the scenes of Invisible Man and it showed Elizabeth Moss fighting the Invisible Man and it was a guy in a green morph suit and Mm -hmm. she was on strings and it was just, it was basically that showing like the trickery of how how they made floating scary, as you put it, Mm -hmm. how it was terrifying, (laughs) yeah. No, I had rewatched Candyman the day before so that it was all fresh in my head and I would recommend watching the first one (laughs) first. First, (laughs) yeah, that's usually how they recommend them. Yeah, but I could see a lot of people watching this new one just thinking that like it's a remake or whatever and you can kind of get away with it, but I still feel like it's far better to watch it first because early on one of the characters tells this urban legend about Helen Lyle, this like woman who goes crazy and kills all these people and steals the baby and all this stuff. And she's become like this boogeyman figure. And as somebody who hadn't seen the original movie, you're probably watching that and taking it as at, at its word, right? Yeah, at arm's length. I was, I was a bit like, yeah, who is this? Mm. It's really cool with the kind of shadow puppetry thing they had mm-hmm. going on. But yeah, I took it at arm's length. Yeah, whereas anybody who'd seen the original movie knew that the version of those version of events was like that was incorrect like you know Helen hadn't killed those people she didn't take the baby that was all Candyman and later on in the movie we find out that you know the the people who were affected by the events in the first movie made the conscious decision not to talk about Candyman anymore and so it would make sense that he kind of vanished you know from the public consciousness and and was kind of replaced by the boogeyman that is Helen Lyle and I really liked that as kind of looking at how urban legends change over the years and stories mm. morph and depending on whose perspective you're listening to you, you know it could be that Helen is saving the baby from Candyman or it is that she is stealing the baby and was going to burn it as a sacrifice in the fire mm. and I think as movies that focus so much on urban legends and folklore and stuff like that I loved how they they showed what 30 you know well 27 years would have done to the story in the context of the movie. I need I need to rewatch again now, mm-hmm. getting the context I got from the first film. I think I'll be able to appreciate <laughs> <laughs> what is a sequel a lot more. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. Another great thing about the film is it is it Abdul Mantine the second? Is that his name? Um. So that that is the second half of his name. His first name is uh, Yaha. I think it's or yeah yeah yeah. it's y-a-h-y-a but I think you you have to put like a stress on the h it's not yeah yeah anyway I think it's like yeah I'll leave that to you actually okay but yeah Abdul (laughs) Mantine the second second. (laughs) yeah he was he was great as what was his character's name Anthony Anthony and the guy from Misfits I don't know his name either (laughs) 
The guy and from Misfits Nathan, plays the brother. Nathan Stewart Jarrett. Yeah, they were both fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor. Have you seen Watchmen? He's no, fucking phenomenal in that. No, I haven't. I really I keep forgetting to watch it. It's only eight episodes long if nobody's seen it. Sob recommended it to me and sometimes his recommendations can be wrong, but this one was not. <laughs> I probably missed this when I kind of dozed off, but what was the whole thing with the um with the wasp sting? You mean when like when did it happen? I think I saw it happen, but what did what occurred in him after the wasp thing? Well, first of all, it was a bee. <laughs> oh a bee, yeah, sorry. Throughout the movie. We go into like body horror territory that wasn't really there in the first movie. Mm-hmm. The bee sting goes from like that doesn't look good to that's hella infected and he's like doesn't really <laughs> like he keeps picking at it and picking at it and then yeah. it, like, it's kind of spreading throughout his hand and his fingernail comes off at one stage. It's and gross. then by the end of the movie, he's kind of, in a way, in, I suppose, in, infected with this Candyman curse, if we want to call it that. And it's like major trypophobia turned up to a thousand, where it's just like half his body is covered in little holes like a honeycomb, and it's majorly messed up. The, there was no explanation of why that bee sting did that to him. It was just an act. No, I think that... Now, spoilers for the original movie and for this movie. So in the original movie, Candyman takes a baby, the baby that Helen Lyle is uh, blamed for taking. And we find out in this new movie that our lead character, Anthony, is that baby. I think the implication here is that he is going to be one of the new Candymen because he was taken by Candyman originally. I feel like there's a few parts of the movie now either... I am not getting something or it was just not properly explained or we just have to kind of fill in the blanks ourselves. Me and my friend at the end of it were like, yeah, there were bits of that that didn't make sense to me. I didn't realise that uh, Shelby guy was supposed to be like a mid- a middle candy man, mm. a candy middle man yeah. <laughs> in between the original and the new mm. one. Yeah, I need to see it again. I do like the idea of multiple candy men though. Yeah. That is good. And it being a thing of like every once in a while when a black man or a black boy is killed in horrific circumstances, he becomes like the new stand-in for the urban legend of Candyman. And like, I think it's a very interesting script and I think there's great ideas in it, but we are not the podcast that goes into the deep, (laughs) the deep academic dives of like... We could be one day. I'd love to. If we read that. I like that stuff. Maybe that's a new niche. Yeah. We could read the scripts and never watch anything ever again. Ooh, I like that. Get really yeah. deep. I've never actually read a script. Probably should, if it's the field I want to get into. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Yeah. And I mean, it's not yeah. like you did script writing for two semesters or anything. What are we given at Ashling? It was a, it was an early start to spooky season. Yeah. Did it live up to your expectations? Absolutely. I really enjoyed it. I thought that it was... It was a good horror movie. It was a good movie. I think, like, the, you know, it wasn't perfect. But overall, like, I left it really enjoying it. And I'll probably watch it again at some stage. I think that, and this might be sacrilege to some people, because people really love that original movie. I would probably be more inclined to rewatch this than the original. The original was corny as <laughs> fuck, but I kind of, I kind of liked that about yeah. it. Yeah. Would we yeah. say corny? I hadn't. I thought it was a bit corny. I'd, I'd say horny. 
It was yeah. horny and corny. <laughs> I did, like, was that woman actually a, an actress? She was terrible. What are you talking? Virginia Madsen! God, she sucked in oh that. Oh my god, dude. I actually thought she kind of sucked I'm in gonna that. I'm going to have to edit that out. Otherwise, you're, I didn't you're going to she... get, gonna gonna get... get hate. What else is she in? Virginia Madsen, she's like a famous actress. I th- I MDB'd her and I looked at her filmography and I didn't um I didn't nothing caught my eye like straight away. But she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Sideways in two thousand and four. Oh, maybe I should watch that. I'll I'll apologize then. He she was in Highlander two, The Quickening. Oh, <laughs> I think my point stands if she was in the sequel to Highlander. People love Highlander. Have you seen that? I have. Yeah, that is some corny ass shit as well. <laughs> My mom was like, you love this, son. I was like, this sucks ass. I mean, it's, you know, it's corny, but Luke, there can be only one. The, the soundtrack <laughs> is great. I'll give it that, man. Yeah. Queen went Cause, hard. Because that's like... Cause... Who wants to live forever? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> perfect bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they had me. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we should, the original as well I know didn't seem I need to rewatch the sequel sorry audience I, I wasn't as invested but I was fully aware and awake for the original mm-hmm. but that her Helen's um, insecurity about Trevor cheating on her and then it just comes true that he was cheating on her was the most like stereotypical oh he definitely is isn't he? <laughs> I mean He's de- I don't think that that was ever in, in question, I, question and I don't yeah. think that it was ever a part of the movie that they were putting much thought into that like we really got to keep yeah. the audience guessing here I think they were mostly focusing on the bees and the hooks and... it was so unnecessary though then but they really had uh, to paint him as an asshole so then he was an so asshole then, like, I hated him get that great I loved when he exactly, died exactly we get that great moment at the end where she shows up it was a very good ending yeah then it's basically just credits after we see his mangled corpse. Mm-hmm. Shout out for the practical effects, though. Like, that that blood look was pretty gruesome. Mm-hmm. The Rottweiler's head and stuff. Oof. Yeah, warning for the original movie. There is a doggy death. Doggy death. <laughs> doggy death. <laughs> I didn't say much about the new one. And I'm about to be my usual self and just be like... The one criticism I had... Yeah, I thought the, C- the CGI of Candyman was a bit shit. At the end? Yes, yes. I would have almost preferred that they just got modern day Tony Todd and just (laughs) yeah, the the, the DH. Put some bees in his (laughs) mouth again. That that looked creepy. It went great first time. (laughs) Was that that? Did they actually have bees? They actually actually had bees in his mouth. Ah, (laughs) no wonder it looks so sick. Yeah, they put like a thing in the back of his mouth so that the bees wouldn't go down into his throat. But he still got stung on the inside of his mouth a few times. What a madman. Yeah. Tony Todd's he hardcore. Was, he was not getting paid enough <laughs> for that back in those days. No. Guarantee you. And oh. also Virginia Madsen. Um, you know when she sees Candyman and like she goes into that trance and everything? The director mm. legitimately got her hypnotized for those moments to make it seem really convincing. And then, he, and then she had to like ask him to stop using her like trigger words for hypnotizing her <laughs> and i'm like that's so messed up that would never happen nowadays no well i mean i never thought an actual hollywood director would choke one of his fucking cast like quentin did in 2008 but hey 
stranger things happened. Remember when he choked Diane Kruger in Inglourious? No, I don't remember this. Yeah. He was like, it's too unrealistic. Can I choke you? Can I squeeze the air out of your lungs to make this shot look better? And she was like, yeah, go for it. Okay, well, at least he asked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Consent. Yes. Consensual choking. We're here for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Candyman really brings out the horniness and everything. Well, I mean, it's based on a Clive Barker short story. And Clive Barker is the kinkiest man in the world so <laughs> I'll take your word on it I'll look into him you're about to see some dark shit <laughs> I am alone now <laughs> wow you see what I love is that Clive Barker is into like hardcore BDSM and so like I love the idea of you being like I'm alone now I'm gonna enter the leather the leather community call me leather man <laughs> Leather Daddy Luke. (laughs) There's the title. There's the the title. No context. I mean, what do you what do you think of Candyman? Which one? Let's. I enjoyed both. You enjoyed both. Let's go with which one would you watch again? As much as I enjoyed the original, I don't think I'd revisit it any time mm-hmm. ever again. Okay. Yeah, even though I was not fully conscious for the new one, as you said, it was visually stunning. Like, just the cinematography. It was literally just um, class shots mm-hmm. that I just want to re-see again and just for the story to get a better grasp and understanding of it Yeah. after seeing the original. And I presume I'll just come out being like... Damn! Really should have watched the other one first. Yeah. I'll never do that again. Mm. Goddamn recalls. Catch you every time. Making them on the fly. <laughs> I thought it was strange that at the end of this new one, when Candyman starts killing the police officers, um, everybody can see him. But throughout yeah. the other parts, you can only see him in the mirror. Yeah, weird. But I know that in... Oh, but it was actually... Like, the reincarnated body. Yeah, it was actually... Um... Anthony. Anthony, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that makes a bit more sense to me. Because initially I thought it was just a, a mistake, but yes, that makes more sense. I thought they were just being idiots. If I was on that set, that never would have happened. Fools! If Fools. I'd written that script. <laughs> Big Oscar winner Jordan Peele yeah. thinks he knows what he's doing. I liked us. Did you like us? I liked it. Wasn't as good. Um, yeah, it was good. I felt a little bit let down by it, and I don't particularly like the ending i don't mind ambiguity in my movies especially in horror but i feel like there was too little explained in us to the point where it kind of annoyed me a bit i feel like either don't explain why they're there or explain it properly and but there was just this middle thing of like i mean the government kind of made them and then abandoned them there but it's like well how (laughs) is it magic is it science like is it some kind of science thing (laughs) Is it Stranger Things? Yeah. Is it the Upside Down? Yeah, weird. Excited for his his new one. What is his new one? Nope. Nope. No. Yes, of course! Yes. Nope. Very excited for that. With Nickelodeon star Kiki Palmer. <laughs> yes, Sob and I talked about the poster then in the bonus bait that you weren't there for. Oh. What was on the bottom of the poster? Was it like a cloud with kite bits? A kite tail? 
or lights yeah it's a cloud and and i think it's like a, a kite tail on it and it's above like a, a carnival type of thing yeah fucking weird yes very much looking forward to nope we love us some I mean, Stephen Young. i'm even considering going back to watch the walking dead to see all my all the people that i once cared about die oh wow i never watched glenn get his head bashed in did you yeah it's not pleasant <laughs> yeah, I can't, I actually can't wait. Why? <laughs> I actually can't wait. Why? And to see Carol get brutally murdered. I had stopped watching by then. It ran an awful long time. Just like this episode. Sure. Probably wrap um alright. Well, that was this week. It was a little bit all over the place because we were so excited. Yeah, to be back. Yeah. To be talking we about actually do enjoy movies that we liked talking with our buddies about them. That we don't get to see a lot. No. But um I don't know. Yeah. Shit, it's coming back to normal. We're all vaccinated. We all met up in person the other week. Yeah. And hopefully we'll do it again. We might even record in person sometime. God, that would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. But before we go, I I just wanted to um, say that a listener got in touch with us and uh, they're like, they're a really big fan of the show. And I just wanted to, I wanted to dedicate this episode to them. But I feel like it's a little bit unfair because their favorite episodes are when we talk about Marvel and we didn't do that this time. <laughs> but um, but anyway, I, I told them that, you, you know, de- that we'd uh, dedicate this episode to them. So I just wanted to reach out to our fan Nick, if he's listening, and, um, and just say that, yeah, uh, this one's dedicated to you. And hopefully next time we'll, we'll have some more Marvel to talk about for you. Yeah, I do have a good Shang-Chi story, actually. Oh, really? But you stay tuned for next time. Oh, cliffhanger! Uh, you hear that, Nick? Better listen next week. <laughs> <laughs> this has been episode 21. Thank you, Ashling. Follow us wherever you get your podcast and on any social medias. Yeah. At Screen Bait. And until next time, goodbye. Bye.